You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Make it eight straight wins for the Atlanta Braves as they beat the Padres by an 8-1 score on Tuesday night at Petco Park. The winning just keeps happening. The home runs keep happening. The great pitching performances keep happening. You add all that stuff up, you're going to be pretty happy about this road trip. It started with a sweep in Kansas City, and now it's a series win in San Diego, and the Braves have a chance to sweep away a team that had their way with them back in Atlanta not too long ago. Welcome into the Braves Postcast. I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. This is Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed and have the notifications on to get notified every time we drop a new episode. Seems pretty obvious. Also, if you're here, might as well leave a like and a comment. We appreciate those. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake, if we got to stay up late, these are the kind of games I could get used to. How about you? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm getting up early for a trip in the morning, as I told my listeners on Tuesday. So, yeah, if you're going to make me stay up this late and have to get up early, good to go ahead and get a win. Yeah. Are you heading out to San Diego for the finale or somewhere else? Yeah, going to Disney World. So uh, going to one of the the best places on Earth. So uh, we'll see. Should be fun. Uh, Good time for the kids and everybody. All right. Well, make some great memories there. The Braves will try to uh, keep the memories going while you are gone. And of course, we'll keep you busy and up to date here on the Braves postcast. Let's jump into game number 18 of the season. Good box score yet again. Braves now 14 and four best record in the national league. Their eight game winning streak that matches. Uh, I believe they had a couple of eight game winning streaks last year, a 14 game winning streak as well. So that's still in play, but an eight game winning streak, no matter what time of year you do it is always welcome. And the Braves are doing it right here at the outset of the season, eight runs, eight hits, no errors, five men left aboard. Padres dropped to eight and 11 on the season. A run on four hits, no errors, seven men left on base with them. Spencer Strider, I thought, was strong in this one. He battled at times, but really had his way with that Padres lineup. He carried a no-hitter, I believe, into the sixth inning, if I'm not mistaken. 2-0 and now on the year. Blake Snell takes a loss 0-3 now. Jake, let's talk about Spencer Strider. When you're pitching a no-hitter and taking that a little bit deeper into the game and able to rack up the strikeouts as we are accustomed to seeing. I guess this would be what you would qualify for Spencer Strider if you want to pick nits about it as a step forward and maybe some progress from maybe how he was feeling in his last start. Yeah, it's so crazy. We talk about it almost every time he pitches now. It's like he keeps going out there and dominating four straight starts now with nine strikeouts. And it still feels like we haven't seen the best version of him. Three more walks, you know he wants to try to limit that. But, yeah, I thought this was definitely one of his better outings, if not his best of the year, being able to get through six innings, only giving up one hit. I know that Padres offense is struggling a little bit, but there's still some really good hitters in that lineup that you know are going to get going at some point. So, yeah, I really liked it. The velocity ticked back up a little bit. You saw him 99 late in the game. You saw him strike out Trent Grisham to end the fifth inning with 99 down in the zone. So I thought that looked really good. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a a typical dominant type of start for Spencer Strider, getting all the swings and misses that we're accustomed to seeing uh, from him. So 17 of those as well. But, again, it's still – I just think, again, we talk about every time, it's where I think we are with him. I think there's even more. I think there's room for him to be even better, as dominant as he has been so far this season. Worth throwing out there, the one hit he allowed, he should have had Juan Soto struck out, but we had another adventure Mm, in strike zone land last night, if you want to call it that. But putting that aside, it didn't take the shine off of a Braves win, 8-1, to that final score. Again, a couple of strikeout notes for Spencer Strider. You mentioned four straight outings of nine strikeouts this year. Track it back to 2022. He has now tied John Smoltz for the franchise record 
with eight consecutive starts of at least nine strikeouts. If you're a Braves pitcher and you're getting on a list with guys like John Smoltz and the likes, I would say that's a pretty good way to have yourself on a good trajectory earlier in your career for Spencer Strider in particular. 36 strikeouts now in 22 innings this year. That's nearly 15 strikeouts per nine, 14.7 if we want to be exact. And he is now the Major League Baseball strikeout leader. So, Jake, if he is not yet at the peak level, I guess, of performance that he expects to be at, it's kind of scary to think about what this guy could become as he continues to refine his craft and get comfortable this season. Yeah, and again, doing it with two pitches, which everybody says you can't do it, but he continues to do so. I mean, he only threw three, three change-ups on this night. So again, doing dominating a really good lineup, like I said, mainly fastball slider. And again, I think the final step for him, at least this season, is just – you know, he seems to lose that command at times and he walked, you know, been walking more batters than we're accustomed to him seeing and then being able to go deeper into games. He goes deeper into games. He's going to get more strikeouts, obviously. So, again, like I said, I think there's still more room for him to go. And it is scary if you think about it, especially other teams out there, because once he does kind of get that command under control and get those walks limited and keep going deeper into games, it's just going to be, again, he was my Cy Young pick at the beginning of the year. And I just think he can be even better and become one of the best pitchers in all of baseball yeah just getting started here in the month of april or i guess late in the month of march is when we kicked off this season but either way for spencer strider it's hard to argue with the early results and crazy to think about how much better he could get we'll talk about the braves offense which got better as the night went along but before we do that i want to tell you about FanDuel because they're telling you and i'm telling you grand slams no hitters double plays they're all back and there's no better place to get in on the mlb action than FanDuel, america's number one sports book Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, place your first bet, get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Now, as we looked at the Braves' offense, they got things going early on to give Spencer Strider some runs to work with, but this felt like it was going to be a very different game. It was going to perhaps be a battle of the bullpens or one of those where you're just looking for those insurance runs if you can find them. And the Braves found a whole bunch of them. Ozzie Albies with a late three-run homer, Matt Olson with a titanic home run in the ninth inning to really give the Braves this win running away. But you had Sean Murphy in the middle of this with another home run as he continued his extra base hit barrage. This is a Braves lineup that they're sudden. I'll say that because you looked at the top of the order for a while and it was a bunch of offers and not much production, which is not what we've typically seen from Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, and Austin Riley, at least not all three of them at the same time. But it came late in the game. Acuna drew a walk. Olson hit a big home run. As I mentioned, Sean Murphy was doing his thing. And Ozzie Albies continues what has been a very good road trip. So a whole bunch of great stuff for you to unpack right there, Jake. Yeah, I mean, I was getting ready to come on here and say this is maybe the first time all year that the top of the lineup didn't really do anything and everybody else kind of picked them up. But then Matt Olson hits that absolute blast late in the game to really put it away. But And I'm stating the obvious here. This lineup is so powerful. You look at it at what Sean Murphy did. That ball is down in a way. It was up a little bit, but still he's able to go get that ball and pull it out to left center with that type of authority. And then you look at Ozzie Albies, the smallest player on the field, and he takes a pitch that's up and away out of the zone, and he's somehow able to drive that out to center field. And then obviously the blast I talked about with Matt Olson. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so much power 
in this lineup and they square up so many baseballs. It just, it's what makes them a deadly lineup top to bottom when they're clicking makes them so dangerous because at any moment, you know, they can go deep. And like you said, I mean, this is a game it looked like early on. Maybe it's going to be another tight one to a two to nothing. And Spencer Strider at one point, I didn't know if he was going to do five innings. And then I thought it was going to be a battle of the bullpens, like you said. But again, they flip that switch, they get a pitch that they can drive, and they take it out and really open things up, which was huge for the Braves in this game to try to save that bullpen to really, you know, open things up late. Yeah. Sean Murphy, meanwhile, with those 11 consecutive extra base hits. That tied, or that set rather, an Atlanta era record for the franchise. Gary Matthews Sr. said it way back in the late 70s. Sean Murphy, his last 11 hits prior to his single late in the game, those were all for extra bases. Seven doubles and four homers over that stretch. You knew Sean Murphy was going to come in and make a difference, I think, for this staff in a lot of different ways and for this club with his gold glove caliber defense and everything that you were going to expect from that arm and how he was going to handle the pitching staff. But I, I said this and I'll just continue to say it. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I just felt like looking into the splits of Sean Murphy's career. Once he got out of Oakland, he was going to have a lot more fun hitting. I wasn't sure he was going to have this kind of fun, but I'm certainly glad he is. Yeah, unfortunately for Oakland A's fans, I forget what stat it was the other day, but it was like Matt Chapman at the top, Matt Olson, and Sean Murphy, like all in the top 10 right now, just absolutely slugging. I think a lot of hitters look forward to getting out of Oakland. And yeah, Sean Murphy, no exception there. It's been a lot of fun. A sad single and has lasted back because that snapped the streak of extra base hits, but he continues to impress. And like I said, that that power that he sh- has shown here lately just truly Uh, Fun to watch. I think it's going to be a big season for Sean Murphy. Well, all you need to do if you snap one of those streaks is simply go out there and start a new one. And I think Sean Murphy's going to have an awful lot of extra base hits for the Braves as he continues to get the bulk of the playing time behind the plate. And we're not sure when Travis Darno is going to be on his way back, but Sean Murphy has become an indispensable part of what is, as you mentioned, a powerful Braves lineup. He is now the cleanup man. I don't know that we necessarily expected him to have to come in and step into that role, but He has been the guy that has stepped in and given the Braves a lot of thunder in the middle of that order in the midst of what has become now an eight-game winning streak. And Jake, as you flash back to 2022 and even 2021 when the Braves had so much trouble getting to and above 500, this kind of eight-game winning streak at this time of the year, it's not the start that we're used to. It's the team's best start in a decade, and it's already matched the best start since the club moved to Atlanta. This was, I think, what we were hoping for when we thought, If they can avoid the slow start, how good can this Braves team be? Because it seems like as the weather heats up, so does this team. This is another good sign. Yeah, it is. Look, like you said, they've gotten off to slow starts the past two years. It ended up good for them in the end. Now they got off to the hot start, and you really just hope they carry that momentum and they really don't slow down, maybe try to make things a little bit easier for themselves this year and hopefully what becomes another division championship. And it's been a you know somewhat hard schedule. I know the Padres are in a bit of a rut right now. It's going to pick up, obviously, towards the end of the month. you got the Astros coming to town. you got the Mets later in the month who seem to be playing better baseball now. But, yeah, I mean, to come out and do what they've done and get a big win streak like this early on, kind of set yourself up for that success. Obviously, you know you can't rest. That Teams in the NL East, they're struggling a little bit. Like I said, the Mets starting to get hot. Philly's really slow out of the gate. But, you know, there's some talented teams. So got to keep pushing, try to create as much distance as you can between those other teams early on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The Braves have dealt with their injuries. I know if you look at the headlines on this day, the Mets are dealing with another pitching injury. It's a lot to, you know, to work through over 162 games. And I think the Braves, despite all those injuries, have certainly made the most of it. And I know that a lot of folks looked at that last year and were like, oh, the Braves are beating up on bad teams. But 
Isn't that what good teams do? And that's what they should be doing. And this Padres club, not a bad team. They may be in a rut right now, but think about what they did to Atlanta just over a week ago at Truist Park. They kind of took the shine off that opening weekend. So the Braves happy to go to San Diego and win a series, have a chance to go for a sweep behind Charlie Morton, who'll be on the mound in game three. And we'll preview that in just a moment after I tell you about our new sponsor, So Rare, a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike all the other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience because you collect, buy, and sell and compete with the player cards against global opponents to win prizes and rewards. You win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, draft your team of player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win those rewards at SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Braves and Padres will be playing a little bit earlier on Wednesday, 4.10 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch at Petco Park. Charlie Morton looking for his third win of the year against Nick Martinez, the righty, who is 0-1 with a 5.60 ERA. I would think, just based on how I've kind of seen it, that we all wanted to see Charlie Morton working his way back into the form that we're more accustomed to. Jake, I do think he's made progress throughout each of his starts this year. Maybe the Wednesday finale will be yet another step in the right direction for Charlie Morton. Certainly hope so. Like you said, I think it's been maybe small steps forward in his first couple of outings here, but would love to see him continue that progress. Done a great job keeping the ball in the yard this year. Knock on wood behind me. That's definitely one thing we were watching for with Charlie Morton coming in to this season. Maybe hasn't been quite as dominant with the swings and misses that we're used to seeing, though. So hopefully that will improve against the Padres. Braves get a sweep, got the off day, so bullpen should be ready to go. Everybody should be available in this one. And then got the Astros coming to town over the weekend. So I want to see this winning streak continue. Yeah, and you kind of get to enjoy that off day. This is a day where with your bullpen, you're not having to go through all of the arms out there. It's been a little bit thin, but you got some good pitching from Jesse Chavez. Nick Anderson, they did scratch a run across against him, and Kirby Yates shut it out, so he didn't have to use A.J. Minter. So perhaps he'll be ready for game three if you need him there, and then he'll get to enjoy an off day as well. It just feels like the Braves are going to start to make a little progress there. And I caught up with Colin McHugh up in Rome. He tossed one and two-thirds scoreless innings with a couple of strikeouts. Feels good. He might be back sometime soon for the Braves. So there's an injury update for you on top of everything else. But the good story, the big news, the lead story, I guess. Eight to one, the Braves won it. Eighth consecutive victory for the first place Braves with the best record in the National League. Going for a sweep of the Padres in game three on Wednesday behind Charlie Morton at 4.10 p.m. Eastern time. That'll bring us to the end of this edition of the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that like button. And make sure you leave a comment. We love those. And you're subscribed to Locked on Braves, where you can get the audio version of the postcast and much, much more from Jake throughout the entire season. He is Jake Mastroianni. I am Grant McCauley. Once again, 8-1. to one. The Braves win it. We will talk to you after Game 3 of the series. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 